Hi, my name is Yemi, and I'm here with my co-host, Philia. Hey, guys. And welcome to Treading Treading Faith. Faith. Treading Faith is a weekly podcast dedicated to taking a deep dive into open, honest, fun, and sometimes difficult conversations surrounding everyday life, our relationships, and our faith walk with Christ. So, Philia... What are we getting into today? Well, Yemi, we are giving all of you a season pass to miracles where we closely examine the miracles of Jesus Christ and we apply it to our modern day life. Now, miracles are inexplicable events that cannot be explained through scientific means, but in the faith world, we attribute these miracles to the Lord. Now, today we are covering the miracle of catching a fish with a temple tax coin in its mouth. This will be taken from the book of Matthew chapter 17, verses 24 to 27. I'll be reading from the ESV version, but feel free to use any version of your choice. And it begins. When they came to Capernaum, the collectors of the two drachma tax went up to Peter and said, does your teacher not pay the tax? He said, yes. And when he came into the house, Jesus spoke to him first saying, what do you think, Simon? From who do kings of the earth take toll or tax? From their sons or from others? And when he said, from others, Jesus said to him, then the sons are free. However, not to give offense to them, go to the sea and cast a hook and take the first fish that comes up. And when you open its mouth, you will find a shekel. Take that and give it to them for me and for yourself. Amen. Amen. This is interesting. First of all, Jesus had this really keen way of making these miracles sometimes into a joke, making people have some type of self-reflection. And this is what I found interesting about this miracle. So what he's basically, you know, trying to say here is that when, when you have like a debt to pay, I guess, right. Who do you actually go to? It's like, If you are a parent and you have a child, when you have a debt to pay, you don't go to the child, you go to the parent. You are responsible and accountable for your own actions. I think this is what I get from this, you know? And he gives that example of going into the fish and casting that hook. And when you open the mouth, whatever you get from it, then you go and give it to pretty much the the child. This is what I get from this. I found it a little um, interesting because I was more focusing on the example that Jesus gave, but what is your take on on this miracle? Well, I think you shouldn't write checks with your mouth that you can't cash. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's pretty funny. And I think Peter spoke before he knew. Mm. He went and when they asked him if his, I think it was pretty much a test, right? Mm -hmm. They were trying to trap um, Jesus Mm -hmm. and they're like, is he, you know, like, doesn't he have to pay too? And he's like, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but then he has to go back and run to be um run to Jesus and Jesus is like listen let me teach you something I don't have to pay because the t- the, fa- the the temple belongs to my father right. but because you're writing checks with your ma- your mouth I'm going to help you out and I like that Jesus is able to step into any situation because sometimes we put ourselves in situations that we shouldn't there are many, many warnings that we have, maybe from our friends, our family members, even from the Holy Spirit, like our conscious telling mm-hmm. us not to do something. And we step into situations that we are not able to pay for. Like Philia said, it's just like the responsibility is the onus is on the parent. Mm-hmm. And 
God is the parent who can provide for us in our time of need. There's never a time where we can't cry out for help. God is a way maker and a miracle worker. This is what I think is so important about this particular miracle is because he will always find a way for you. If he loves you, if you're his child and you're obedient to him, even when you put yourself into situations that you shouldn't be in, he will still find a way for you. Peter was a fisherman by trade. And so he tells him to, you know, he uses his skill and his talent to make a way, not just for Jesus, but for also for Peter. God will supply all your needs. So not just what he had to do, what Peter made him responsible for. He also took responsibility for Peter's payment as well. The tax was just for the temple. It it was a, it was a tax that you pay for the upkeep and maintenance of the um, the temple. It's like, you pay your tithes and offering to the church money goes to keep the lights on to, you know make sure that things are working etc cetera, etc cetera. Right. so there's an expectation that people pay mm-hmm. this into the temple and as a jewish person as a hebrew person living in the city he should be making paying this tax right and right. and peter puts him into that that square he doesn't allow jesus to confront mm-hmm. them head on he himself puts jesus into that situation right. and jesus makes a way right out of a weird way right yeah <laughs> and that's what i found interesting um you know it's it's also showing accountability i think right because jesus says i i, I know i don't have to pay but um I'm, I'm gonna show you that i can pay in fact i can afford all of this <laughs> it's, mine. It, it's mine right but you know what Almost like the petty Betty. Okay, fine. Here, here's your small coin because you're seeing the smaller picture. You're not looking at the bigger picture. You're focusing on the now and you're not focusing on the future, right? It's almost saying this right here doesn't mean anything, right? It's almost like this right here is being of the world. And instead of, of, of transforming your mind and thinking of the future and thinking of, the greater picture, because that's what we do as human beings. We're focusing so much on the now. So this is kind of like what I took from this, from this miracle. And that's why he said, okay, you, you know, I know that I should be exempt, but you know what? Yes, go and pay. And he uses their skill to actually show them and give them an example, because sometimes you have to meet the person where they are for them to have a true understanding of what you're talking about. So Jesus didn't necessarily talk in circles. He put them in a situation where they can understand through the things that they do that he can actually get them to see clearly what he was trying to convey in this miracle. I think that Jesus showed his unique power <laughs> and his ability to control many situations, mm. right? And, and, and at this time, this is a time where Jesus is probably thinking about what he has to do next. He went about preaching the word and healing and opening eyes, fulfilling prophecy. And now he has to go to his death. And yes, he's willing because he's obedient. But he said, if you can take this cup from me, you know, do it, but your will. Right. It's not something he he 100 percent wanted to do because it's scary. What he had to do next was scary. It was going to take suffering. It was going to take pain and brutality and death. He had to suffer all of that for us. And in his mind, he's dealing with so much, but he's able to 
deal with the big things and the small things, mm -hmm. even the, the petty little tax. He's able to prepare himself mentally, physically, emotionally for, for the death and resurrection, as well as pay these coins for people who are trying to trap him in some kind Correct. of petty squabble. Right. He's like, I got bigger things to do, right. but I'm going to use this as a time to teach. First of all, Peter, stop running your mouth. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but when you run your mouth, you can count on me. And he uses Peter's skill, catching fish mm -hmm. to, to be able, it's almost like he gives you these talents right. that you're supposed to use, that you can use to get yourself out of situations. Right. Like right. sometimes we, we, we're, we, we think that we don't have the power, but why don't we use our special unique talents and skill sets to help us move forward in the things that we need to? Jesus was omnipotent, mm -hmm. omniscient, and omnipresent, mm -hmm. all in, in, in this instant, all of those. right? Yes. And it just seems like such a short moment in time to mm -hmm. capture. And in fact, Matthew is the only um, gospel writer who tells this because he was a tax collector prior, so he probably had an interest in this. But God knew what Peter said before Peter came, right? He already knew. He's like, oh. he's, he's there talking probably thinking about, okay, what's the next step that I have to do? How am I just praying and communing and figuring out what he needs to do for his next trial. And he's, he can, he knows what's happening. He knows that Peter, that someone is trying to trap Peter and Peter's falling into the trap. He's omniscient, mm -hmm. all knowing he's omnipresent. He's everywhere at the same time. He can prepare himself and save Peter he saved himself and Peter, right? He gave Peter the ability to pay for Jesus and to pay for Peter himself. He was present in the fact that he was able to get a fish right. to hold just enough amount. Right. He's omnipotent. He's all powerful. Right. He, he controls everything. Right. This, imagine Jesus showing all of this in such a little slice right. of time. Yes. Just this slight petty nature. He's able to show us so much of his power <laughs> on his way to the cross. Yes. Uh, I love the fact that you said that Jesus was able to show the miracle because all the other miracles were done through the blind, through the disabled, through the dead, through the, you know, demon possessed. And he shows it through the fish in the manner in which the money for the tax was to be produced through a miraculous catch of a fish. <laughs> like So Jesus is circumventing all of this and say, okay, throw this cat, cast this out. And that, that coin would be enough you know, to, 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 to produce what is needed to pay that tax. And imagine if Jesus had declined because he had the right to, but think about the catastrophe that would have occurred if he denied, you know, declined to do it at that particular time, because they're not understanding, you know, his presence and what he was there for. All they're seeing is that he's just being defiant because they're trying to trap him to say he lies, he's not the son of God. He's, you know, and look at that. If he was the son of God, he wouldn't, you know, decline to pay the tax, blah, blah, blah. Like they're finding ways to trap him and Jesus cannot be trapped. You cannot trap me. You can't <laughs> I trap am the, Jesus. You know, I am the master. <laughs> you can't know? catch him unless he wants to be Unless trapped. he wants to be And it wasn't exactly. time. It, it just was not his time. It wasn't time. Amen. I mean, if he didn't pay, maybe they would have brought him up on charges. At the time, right. And it wasn't the time. He still needed to complete certain things. Yes. He still needed to fulfill prophecy. He yes. still needed to be on a donkey's back and mm -hmm. ride in and be called king. And they 
the, the, um, the palms needed to be laid. All of this was foretold. Yes. This is how he would fulfill prophecy. And he, he had to stick to the plan. So he had to do something. To buy time. To buy time. Yes. Amen. And to fix Peter's mistakes. Yes. And isn't that great that we serve a God who's able to fix our mistakes? Yeah. That no matter what happens, that he will still be on our mm -hmm. side because he loves us. Yes. Amen. Even when you write checks with your mouth that you mm, can't catch. Right. <laughs> right. Right. God is Amen. there to provide. I love this, is really this nice. side of Jesus because as much as he was focus on one thing, he can still do something else. Right. He can focus on the big picture and still take care of the, the small things yes. because he is there and he's there for all of us in every single way. Dying for all of our sins was mm -hmm. the big heavy lift, but making sure that we don't get trapped and ensnared in the little petty squabbles of life, mm -hmm. he can still do that. Mm -hmm. This is a wonderful, miraculous, great God. Amen. Amen. This was a great parable, uh, great miracle. Yes, yes, but he spoke in parables in this miracle, but it's a great miracle nonetheless. This is a great miracle <laughs> um, as, as told by Matthew, where Jesus gets the little nitty gritty pettiness. He can solve the petty pettiness of humanity while focusing on the big picture. Jesus is our way maker, our miracle worker. He's... God is omnipotent, omnipresent, omnipotent, everything, all yeah. that, and a bag of chips. <laughs> all that and a bag of chips. <laughs> I can't wait to continue to dive into the miracles. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. Stay tuned for announcements and closing prayers. Thank you for tuning into our podcast today as we discuss Jesus's miracle of producing a fish with a temple coin tax in its mouth. We hope you enjoyed the discussion, but before we wrap, we have a few announcements and then we would like to close in prayer. First, we would like to announce that we will be back next week with another podcast where we continue on with the miracles of Jesus Christ, specifically where Jesus healed a man born blind. We will also be hosting our next Wisdom Wednesday live on YouTube next Wednesday, March 8th at our new time, 8 p.m. Eastern time on our YouTube channel, Treading Faith. Treading Faith is also our Instagram handle. So follow our IG page to keep current on what's happening with us. Our podcast is available on Apple, Spotify, Google, our website, treadingfaith.captivate.fm, and where other podcasts are found. You can subscribe and share with friends, family, colleagues, and neighbors alike. Lastly, don't forget to add a note to your faith boxer jar. The faith box, which I'm calling God's good gifts, is a box or jar where we keep our weekly accomplishments, reminders, testimonies, or good news. At the end of the year, we will review the context to remind the contents to remind ourselves and have insight of God's presence in our life. Nothing is too big or too small to include. This is something personal for you. Join us with this challenge. Now let's join together in prayer. We believe in the power of prayer and specifically praying the text of the Bible because according to Isaiah 55, 11, God's word will not come back void. And because we believe our prayers are strengthened in number, we ask that you join us and come into agreement with us for this prayer. Father God, we bless you. We honor you. We give you glory. We thank you, Father, for your goodness. We thank you, Father, for your mercy. We 
thank you, Father, for your intervention in our lives. Matthew 18, 20 says, when two or more are gathered in your name, you are present. So we thank you for our presence today, for your presence today and continuously in our lives. Father God, we know that you are a good God who provides all of our needs. Even when we get into situations where the consequences require your intervention, you will not leave us or forsake us. You will step in and finish a good work in us. 2 Corinthians 9, 8 says, And God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. Father God, we thank you, Father, that you are abounding grace to us so that we may walk in this life knowing that we can finish our good work because you will provide and supply all of our needs. Matthew 6, 31 to 32 says, therefore do not be anxious saying, what shall we eat or where, or what shall we drink or what shall we wear for the Gentiles seek after these things. And your heavenly father knows that you need them. So father God, we thank you for providing. You know our needs daily and you provide. You know the needs that we didn't initially need, but we got ourselves into situations where we need you and you still provide. You are a good God who looks after his children no matter what consequences or situations they get themselves into. Father, you cash all checks that we write with our mouth because your coffers never are empty. You have everything and anything we need. Father, not that you are an on-demand father that we call just when we need you, but you are an on-time father who provides in our needs. We thank you for providing for us. Philippians 4.19 says, and may God and my God will supply every need of yours according to the riches and glory in Christ Jesus. We thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, who died for our sins so that we may be reconciled to you, so that we may call on you in all things and you are present. Finally, Matthew 16, 6.33 says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Father, we come to you to supply all our needs. We come to you seeking to be righteous and just. Father, use us. Use us. Make us a walking, living testimony of your glory and your grace. That we worry about nothing because you provide. Father, we ask you for intervention in our lives and in the world. We see chaos every day and it frightens us. We see chaos with people who are in need who need money, who need food, who need shelter. But we know that you can provide. Use us, oh Father God, so that we may be able to do things in this world according to your glory, according to your righteousness. Allow us opportunities to give. Push us in, in even in uncomfortable situations so that we may be a blessing to others as you have been a blessing to us. We thank you for every and anything you do because everything from you is good. Your word says in Matthew 18, 19, if at least two of us agree on earth about anything we ask for, it will be done by our father in heaven. So we come into agreement today and we say, amen, 
Amen. In Jesus name. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into our podcast today. We pray that you go in peace. We pray that you are covered. We pray that you are protected. We pray that you receive the grace of our Lord God. Have a good week. We love you. Bye.